All right. Awesome. Hi. Uh, welcome to Tatva Tuesday. I'm Lindsay Warwick. Um, my YouTube channel and Spotify podcast are the Conduit with Lindsay Warwick. So the whole idea here is to express tatva. So tatva is a Sanskrit word that means truth or that which is. So I've been kind of marinating on this idea of having um, people come on the podcast, people come on the YouTube channel to just discuss their spiritual journey. And I have hand-selected some people to start and I am so excited. I'm literally booked until mid-May. So we'll be recording these um, before the Tuesday of every week. So super exciting. My first guest is Sarah Nicole from Twisted Goddess Tarot and Twisted Goddess Crystals. So welcoming you today, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on this new adventure and endeavor. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> excited as well. So a couple of things. Today is a very special day, right? So we have the full moon in Cancer. Um, and I know this is airing tomorrow, but we'll talk about today. So today is the full moon in cancer. And also it is your company anniversary. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, it is my second business birthday. Yes. So two years ago today, I made a Facebook page <laughs> and had no clue where I was going to go with it. I had not... I mean, most of my friends knew that I was spiritual and woo, but it was, it really was just like coming out of the broom closet, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been so good and so much fun and the shifts and I'm able to do this full time now. So I'm a full time, you know, spiritual entrepreneur. So that's, it's just mind blowing. And the first full moon of 2022. Yes. So I invited you because, you know, since I've met you, I've just always felt drawn to you and I really resonate with your readings. You know, we've done a couple readings together and I've learned so much about my birth chart and, you know, had a mini identity crisis because I identified with my Capricorn son. Come to find out I'm a rising Pisces. And so I should be identifying more. But, you know, after diving deep into that birth chart reading with you. I'm starting to really slide into my Piscean nature. You know, my North node is Pisces. So I'm, I'm embracing my will. You know, I've been on the spiritual path since, oh God, probably 2009 now. So you have been a big inspiration to me. Like this is so out of my comfort zone, but it feels aligned with what I should be doing just because along this journey, you know, we meet all these beautiful divine beings and just, I'm always acting like the conduit, like connecting other people to other people. And so why not share it from a broader platform, even though I'm sort of technically challenged, like I'm trying to make it work, but wanted to shout you out because I am wearing one of Sarah's beautiful creations. It is a rose quartz and labradorite necklace, and I'm obsessed with it. So if you need something made, check out her stuff. She's just amazing. You're amazing. That's why you're here. Yeah. I'm also wearing my moon card tarot shirt in celebration yeah. of the full moon and also for, you know, all the tarot energies. 
A couple things I did to set up my little station. I have some crystals out. I have my green amethyst. I got this from you as well. I have a labradorite, rose quartz, of course, and a peach selenite heart that I love. Um, and I also have my moon candle lit. Feeling all the vibes of the full moon right now. Lit some sage and Palo Santo before we started. And then I also grabbed my tarot deck. So this is my first tarot deck, the Light Seers. And you inspired me because when you first read my cards, you pulled um, from this deck and I just love the imagery. So would you recommend this deck for first time readers or what, what, what are you thinking? I do. That's probably my most recommended deck for people just getting into tarot. Um, it's kind of controversial because a lot of people recommend the traditional Rider Waite Smith tarot deck. And that is like your traditional um, tarot deck. And the reason that so many people recommend that for beginners is any book that you buy at the store on tarot, a lot of the resources that you're going to look to uses that as the imagery, as the symbolism for teaching. So it's kind of like when you get a book, you're going to be reading about that symbolism. And so a lot of people recommend that. There are some people who even say you have to start. And I am not a big yeah. fan of I'm not a fan of have-tos in, in, or shoulds. <laughs> in anything life and definitely not in anything spiritual. And so for me, the light spheres is the one that I use for clients the most because the imagery on it really tells the story. So when I am giving someone a reading, they don't have to just take my word for it that that's what I'm picking up on, I can show them the card and you can see on the image that that's what we're talking about, that that's what it means. And so the storytelling aspect of the imagery on that deck to me is the highest I've seen in any deck. A lot of them are more whimsical, are more artistic. The light seers is just very modern, mm -hmm. very relatable. Yeah. And the imagery, the energy that the card holds is portrayed in the imagery so clearly that to me, I think it's easier to grasp for someone learning. I agree. I think they're just, I mean, cause I am learning the tarot for a while. You know, my first deck was the Archangel Michael, um, card deck. I've had that forever. Like I took it with me when I lived in Costa Rica, like it's literally like bent up and everything. I have a ton of different Oracle decks. Um, but this is my first tarot deck. So this is very exciting. And then the other day I was in my local, like spiritual metaphysical store. And I pulled this, this deck spoke to me. It's the medicine woman, uh, woman tarot deck. I don't know if you've ever um, seen this one. I'm sure you have. have. Of course yeah. you have. So I pulled some cards today and they were like, on point. So I thought we could, you could, of course, pull a card <laughs> for our call before we like get into our conversation. Yes. Yes. And please share with us what deck and all those fabulous things. Yes. Okay. So I am, I have a lot of decks. I'm a little bit of a <laughs> I'm a little bit of a deck collector. I had to ground myself for a little while of like, you're not allowed to buy any new decks, but to me, it's, they're like miniature art collections. It's, Absolutely. Each one holds its own energy. There are some that I will use for, um, 
you know, just regular readings. And then there are some that I'll use. There's one deck that I use specifically for chakra readings. There's one deck that I use specifically for pet tarot readings. Ooh, there's one pet deck that tarot. I Stop it. I didn't even know you did that. Of course you do. Yeah. There's one deck that I use specifically, you know, after a crystal Reiki session that, you know, I like that one for that. So they all have their own little uses. Yeah. I got one recently. It's a newer release. I don't have the box, but I do have the book. It's called the Wandering Star Tarot. Ooh, that is awesome. And I have just been loving it. So this is my current favorite. This is absolutely my current favorite. Look at the card backs. Whoa. I love it. I'm wearing my, I don't know if you can see it, but I'm wearing my eye earrings today. Oh, yeah. So, and then that eye on the back of that card, that's pretty aligned, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And this would actually be a pretty good deck for beginners as well, because on each card, there are like hidden in the artwork, there's some keywords that go along with each card. Um, And so this would be a good one for beginners too, the Wandering Star Tarot. I've just really been loving it. Thank you for doing that. Didn't one jump out? It did. Yes, it did. I, oh, I what it. do you think that means? Like, can you talk to people about when cards jump? Because the cards this morning that I pulled jumped out of this deck. First time using it. So again, this comes to everyone's own belief system, everyone's way of doing things. There's no, um, that's one thing that I get with beginners a lot. Just learning tarot is mm-hmm. um, how do I shuffle? Right. Right. That's one thing I hear so much. And that was something for me. I never could do the like, I don't know if it's a dexterity thing, but like the bridge shuffle, that's something I've never been able to do, (laughs) even as a kid playing like playing cards. And so there's so you basically the answer to that is whatever calls to you. Some people I've seen will just take their cards and like swirl them around on their desk and then just like pick whatever calls. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will lay their cards out and then use a, uh, use a pendulum. Oh, and- wow. And you can go over the cards and then if the pendulum starts moving, then it's like, that's your card. Mm-hmm. So some people will do that. Other people will, you know, count and have certain numbers where they'll shuffle th- this many times and then pull from the top. Right. Um, some people will split the deck and then pull from the top, whatever. Jumpers is something that's what we call them in the tarot world is mm-hmm. we call them jumpers, that card I that just it. jumps out of the deck. Um, some people say that that's a special significance. Some people, if they're doing a spread, will kind of put that aside and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's a spe- special significance. We'll tie that in. For me, I only take jumpers. Okay. So I mm-hmm. shuffle hand over hand shuffle. Mm-hmm. That's I'm how I do it too. And I will shuffle until a card jumps out, like one just jumped out. Oh, so if you're in a reading with me, that's what I'll do. And so that's fun as well, because as you're tapping into your intuitive abilities, sometimes you'll get messages while you're shuffling. Sometimes if a card 
if all of your cards come out quickly right away, then mm -hmm. that tells me this is happening quickly. This is something that is coming up soon. Oh, um, yeah. Whereas if I'm sitting there and I'm shuffling forever and a card's not coming out, I'll say, mm, spirit is wanting me to tell you about patience and have a yes, talk to you about that patience. That came through to me to have more patience with whatever. But so I'm really and excited. As soon as I say that, uh, cards will start coming out then. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy the way that works. Yeah. So the card that we got for today, which I absolutely love this being. Okay, good. I'm so nervous. <laughs> being the initiation of this podcast for you, we have the uh, chariot card is coming out. Ooh, look at, ooh, look at her. The little queen. With, are those tigers? They are. And so you already not, know, we've talked about my galactic lineage, which people on here are probably like, what does that mean? Girl, I'm like, I knew we'd have so much to talk about. So tell us about the chariot card. <laughs> so is that me? <laughs> I know. Yeah. So the chariot is the vehicle for change. It's the transformation. Um, and it's all about, you can see here how she's got the reins. Like these are the animals they're driving her chariot, but she's got the reins. So this is a lot about control. It's a lot about taking, taking the lead in your life and driving yes. that car where it is that you want mm -hmm. to go in life. So it's about, it's about the journey. It's about the progress. Um, the card that comes before that is the lover's card cool. and in the lovers. Yeah. We definitely talk about romantic love, but at the core of the lovers, it's about making a choice. Mm -hmm. And so the next card that comes is the chariot in the progression of that story. And so once we make a choice, what do we have left to do after we make a choice? Act on it. Wow. There's that, that old saying that three frogs were sitting on a log and one decided to jump. How many frogs are on the log? Left? Mm-hmm. One decided to jump and there were three? Logic mm -hmm. is telling me two are left, but I feel like that's going to be the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people will say, well, three, because it just decided to jump. So it, you didn't oh, decided to jump, but you're right. It's two because how do you know that somebody made a decision unless they act on it? So that is the follow-up. That is the confirmation wow. of the universe. When you make a decision, the universe doesn't know that you made a decision until you act on it. Oh That's what God. solidifies your decision. So this is what, you know, you probably made the decision to start this podcast however many months ago or however many years ago, but yes. today is the day that you acted on that decision. So today is the day that you told the universe that you made the decision. So exciting. Cause like I pulled one of these medicine cards, uh, medicine woman cards this morning. And the first card that I pulled was, and it's interesting because they have, you know, different emblems, like the um, traditional tarot is like swords, pentacles, help me here, <laughs> swords, pentacles, wands, and cups. Yeah, right? you got it. Yes. yes. So for this, it's, you know, Native American. And instead of those, and I'm using a little book here because I just bought this deck, but mm -hmm. 
There's nothing wrong with a book. Yes. So like their pentacles uh, is is the suit of stones. The wands Mm. are suit of pipes. The swords are suit of arrows and the cups are suit of bowls. And the first card I got today, which is so in alignment with what you pulled, was the nine of arrows. And the message is overcome doubt and fear by trusting your decision. Yeah. I love it. And I wonder if I yeah. can find it in here to, I don't know where it is. You know what? Well, it's right here. Nine of arrows. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for pulling a card for this. Yeah. You know, what else is so special about the chariot is so with the tarot, there are also astrological associations um, Mm -hmm. applied to each card. And the chariot is actually the card for cancer for the astrological sign cancer. And today is the full moon in cancer. So there's just another layer of that. And even though this is going to be airing on Tuesday, we have to remember that the full moon is energy. And so we feel the energy of the full moon, not only on the day of the full moon, but also on the day prior to and the day after as well. Um, Some people actually like to do full moon rituals the day after more Mm -hmm. so than the day of, because the day of is when it's at its absolute fullness. So if you do any release work on a full moon, you'll actually probably identify more astrologically with doing it the day after, because that's when it's starting to wane. Ah. It's starting to release. So that astrologically supports any release work. I love that. And if you want to just talk a little bit about the energy of the cancer, the first full moon of 2022. Now you also every week on Facebook, right? You (laughs) have your astro forecast. Now, listen, y'all, Sarah is my go-to with astrology. I just trust her and I just love her. And she just makes things so easy to digest and comprehend. So if you want to just, I know you already did your forecast. I did not get a chance to watch it today, but I definitely will later. But if you want to share a little bit about what is going on astrologically with the moon, that'd be great. Yes, that is my goal. So I love when people always say that, like, that's something that I get feedback wise a lot that like, I can understand it, right? You say it to me in a way that I can understand it. You're not using the lingo and all of this. And um, for me personally, I think that comes with humility. I think that's a great lesson that I've had to learn so much in my life for so many different purposes and with that humility when I'm speaking about anything spiritual or anything astrology I have to think about who am I saying this for am I saying for my fellow astrologers because they already know it and so do I want to use the big words that sound good that show everybody I know what I'm talking about? Like then that's for them. So Mm -hmm. the people that are tuning in that are listening, that are wanting to learn it's, it comes with that humility of I'm not speaking to, so that, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I'm speaking to teach, to assist, to bring awareness. Yes. And I love that. And I, I love that you mentioned humility. And this is my first podcast because 
as you and I have talked before, like one of my main guides is Archangel Michael. And that's all about integrity and doing the right thing and humility. That was one of the first spiritual messages that I channeled when I started learning about all this was having humility in that. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said that. And, and I can, I, I can feel that from you. Like you're always been very genuine and authentic. That's why, you know, i I, you're my go-to for astrology. (laughs) Yes, but today is actually, well, tonight, um, if you, well, you guys are going to be listening on Tuesday. So (laughs) Monday, January 17th um, at 6.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to get the first full moon of 2022, which is going to be in the sign of cancer. So full moons are times of celebration. They're times of gratitude. They're times of illumination. So Mm -hmm. one of those things that I like to do on the date of the full moon is when the light of the moon is full, we get that, we get that fullness, the full power of the moon is shining down and illuminating your life. And so during that time that everything is illuminated, I like to take a moment and look around and see what's full in my life Hmm, while the moon is full and really tune into a gratitude practice, um, specifically thinking about everything within the last two weeks. So from the new moon to the full moon in my life that has grown, that I've accomplished, um, that is full and really acknowledge that. And then the last two weeks of the lunar cycle from the full moon to the next new moon are times when we are releasing, when we're winding down, we're reevaluating, we're releasing. So when a moon is full, What it is astrologically is what astrology is, is basically math. There's a whole lot of tell us, educate us. (laughs) It's, it's like geometry. People are like Mercury, Mercury's in Gatorade. What, what is all this? Like, I love it. I love that it, it's so funny for such like woo woo beings that like, I love that astrology is based off of science. You know, it's so amazing how, And as you journey the spiritual path, I'm sure you can totally testify to this, that science and spirituality literally go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. They they call astrology uh, pseudoscience. So because it is a combination of mathematics, scientific placements, but there's also a level of intuition that goes into it when you're interpreting those mathematical alignments right so the sun and the moon during a full moon are opposing each other so it is forming a 180 degree right angle to each other and when we have that full moons are really a time anytime we have that opposition it's calling in for balance Ah. and when we have a full moon it always takes place when the sun is in the sign across from the zodiac wheel as the moon okay and those are called sister signs yeah there are different polarities i like to call them um two two sides of the same coin right yes. it's like we're we're same same but we're different mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so we're calling for a balance between those two energies. So with this full moon, we've got, we're calling for a balance between the sensitive nature of Cancer and the more ambitious nature of Capricorn, because that's where the sun is right now. And we're also looking at our private life with that Cancer energy and our public life with the Capricorn energy and balancing those two. This is the mother-father axis. Because Cancer is ruled by the moon, which is the mother. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is the father. So we're really looking at that balance between the divine feminine, the nurturing, the receptive side of us, and the divine masculine, which is that active, more go-getter side of us. So because of that, for this new moon, or for this full moon, I would work with a Shiva Lingam stone. That okay. would be the stone that I would work with. So Shiva Lingam is this beautiful, they make smaller ones too, but I just have a big one. <laughs> it represents both the feminine ovum uh-huh. and the masculine phallus energy at the same oh. time. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. I love yes. it. Yes. So that's what I would work with for the full moon in cancer, just balancing those two energies. Um, This really is our last chance to release anything. This is like the big purge, the big release, anything that you don't want to take with you into 2022, you get a chance with this full moon to really say, this is what I'm releasing because this full moon is also in opposition to Pluto, which is the power of the planet of transformation, the planet of personal power. Anytime we have a Pluto moon alignment, um, we do have some high emotional energies. So not only are we having heightened emotions with the full moon, we also have Pluto coming into play. So One thing I will say is to give yourself some space with this full moon, because we could see some emotional uh, like traumas rising up to be healed a lot of those so that we can really heal them because left unhealed, they're keeping us from our full power, from our full potential. So we're walking into 2022, realizing what is holding us back. Yeah, I love, I love that. And, you know, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago and I'm a Capricorn sun. So I always feel that connection to the, the cancer that, you know, the sign that's opposite of my son. Um, so it's definitely an exciting time to release, you know, that which no longer serves from 2021 and welcome the new year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did read some things that it would be a very emotional moon and I feel great today. Um, but you know, as you mentioned, the energy of those moons can, will linger. So maybe tomorrow I'll be a crying mess. Who knows, you know, but, um, we gotta, you know, feel things to heal things. So whatever comes up, let it come up, observe, allow and release, hopefully. But, um, thank you with this full moon is that, um, because of cancer, we have to remember that cancer is represented by the crab. Yes. With the crab energy, there's that thick skin. There's that tough outer shell. Tough shell, but like super soft on the inside, right? Yes. So um, a lot of people are not going to feel the level of emotions with this full moon unless they choose to engage in it, unless they choose to let down that shell and (laughs) 
enter into that vulnerable spot inside. Oh, wow. That's so funny. I literally mentioned that I was gar- guarded, um, you know, today, like a couple times to my friends, like I'm so guarded, you know, um, in certain aspects of my life right now. So that is definitely, um, yes, I'm definitely feeling that energy, but, um, I want to know, and I want to know how, how did you get on the spiritual path? You know, um, I know I'm sure you and I could literally talk for hours, but, um, maybe some key highlights and then, you know, your idea of your higher power, your spiritual conception, like that's the whole reason why I wanted to have this podcast is because there are so many paths to God, source, oneness, whatever you call it, you know, goddess, Sophia, like whatever you call it. And so, um, yes, please share with us at your comfort level, because this is being blasted on public platforms, um, how you got, how did you get here? Yes. (laughs) So you're right. We could talk forever. I can tell we really could. So I'll keep it to Cliff Notes version. Um, so if I were to explain, first, let's start with, if I were to explain like my conception or my idea of, of source energy, of God, right? Um, my favorite quote is many rivers, one ocean. Yes. Uh, and they all lead to the same ocean. All yes. of these rivers lead to the same, same ocean. And I get to um, visit as many rivers as I'd like and dip my toes into as many rivers as I'd like on my way to the ocean. And so it's always been my belief that um, higher power source God presents itself to each individual in a way that they can relate to it. And so I don't believe that there's any right or wrong. Um, I just believe that you know, if my favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate, then source is going to give me chocolate. If someone else's favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla, source is going to give them vanilla, you know, and that is what's going to be presented to them. So when I was young, I always had this feeling growing up that I was, I didn't fit in, that I was different. I thought that I was an alien for a very long time and, you know, in a bad now, way, but now we're like, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> now it's like, maybe I am at a soul level, but I wasn't as discussed back then. Right. And then, um, I always felt a disconnect from other humans. Um, there was always more of a connection to, to animals and to plants and nature and trees. My best friend growing up was a weeping willow tree that was outside of our condo um, on this pond. And I would run after school and sit under this weeping willow tree and tell it about my day. <laughs> let me turn that off because it gets loud that was my heater oh and and I don't know I grew up in a home so my grandmother raised me it was just me my sister and my grandmother being raised 
um, like she would probably say that we were raised in a more conservative belief system. Um, but since she was retired, she was older. It's not like we were taken to places. I wasn't really taken to church. I wasn't really told anything. Um, I think I was just kind of assumed or believed that this is what you were going to believe in. It was, I don't know. It was very strange. So I would say that my upbringing, I didn't really have any belief system or religion pushed on me per se. And then in ninth grade, I actually took a class in high school that was Eastern civilizations. And I took an Eastern civilization course in college. No joke. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was that's, like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. That's what kind of opened my mind up. And mm-hmm. I started learning about other religions. I started yeah. learning about um, Hinduism and Buddhism. Yeah. And, and I started kind of being like, these make sense. I like these. <coughs> oh, I have like a tickle in my throat. That always think- happens to me when there's like a lot of energy moving. Like I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> like clearing of the throat. It's all good. So I started kind of diving into other paths and looking at other paths and being open to other paths. And, um, and I started reading palms when I was probably mm, 13, 14, 15, probably not super accurately. Cause I was, a, <laughs> no, I was a kid. <laughs> I love it. But I started reading palms and that was kind of the journey into spirituality, into um, divination too. That was my first, you know, divination process. And then things went really dark for me. And there was just, um, I didn't know where I fit in. And I didn't, I felt very empty for a lot of my life. And I think this is something that a lot of people on a spiritual journey identify with. Um, Absolutely. That's why there's a name for it. There's the dark night of the soul where you go through this process of just who am I and, and, and dance with the darkness. And I spent a really long time in that darkness, um, probably from the age, I would say 14, 15 until I was about 27, 28. So my first Saturn return (laughs) was when, yeah. And I just, I disconnected from anything good. I disconnected from anything light. I disconnected from anything source, anything spiritual. And I only dabbled in, in darkness. I only dabbled in, um, dark energies, dark people, (laughs) uh, abusive, narcissistic, narcissistic people, um, Mm. substances, a lot, a lot, a lot of substances, a lot of numbing, a lot of trying to fill that void inside and, I was, um, when I finally woke up from that and was finally really pushed to do something about the way I was living and about the way I was experiencing life, I was told that that hole that I was trying to fill was a God-sized hole. And mm, I did not like that. (laughs) Yeah, I have a similar story. I 
can relate to as well. <laughs> I did not like that, but yes. the person who told me that did not tell me that that God size hole was specific to whatever I felt God or source or energy. Right. But today I can say God just because it is um, simple. When I say God, people know what I'm speaking about. Um, but to me, it really is source. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the cosmos, the universe, nature. It's there's all of those things that work in perfect harmony with each other to create life and to create the seasons and to create this, this beautiful world that we live in that runs itself. I love it. Whether we're here or not in just complete, perfect equilibrium. And um, for me personally, because of my past, because of the struggles that I have to stay away from, uh, spirituality for me is not an option. It's not a choice. It's not something that I get to engage with one day and not engage with an- another day. It's not something that I get to pick up a meditation practice because that sounds fun. And then, oh, I'm not going to do that for a while. Like it is life or death for me. Spirituality yeah. it is what keeps me in the dark or keeps me in the light and away from the dark. So it, it truly is a necessity in my life, spiritual connection and getting to share that with other people is how I increase that connection for me. So I'm a life path five, which is um, symbolized by the Hierophant in tarot. And the Hierophant is the spiritual mentor. Yeah. It is that relationship with there's, you're always both a teacher and a student at the same time. We're always learning, but one of the ways you learn is by teaching, is by sharing. So I'm someone who, it is tough for me to do anything without teaching. (laughs) So even when, you know, when you get a birth chart reading with me, uh, you know, I'm not just going to tell you the interpretations. I'm also kind of going to share with you what each planet is and what it rules over. When I do tarot, I can't just answer your question. I'm also going to say, oh, and this is the page of cups. The (laughs) pages represent new beginnings and offerings and the cup is represented by the water and that's emotions. So there's always almost a lesson going on Um, because for me, that's one of the ways that I continue to grow is by sharing with other people. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I felt, you know, I feel so much resonance with your story. So yeah, girl, take a drink. I'm like, I see over there. Like, so a couple things, um, you mentioned, you know, you're drawn to animals. Well, my dog, he's a mush and he's literally, I can't look at him too much. Cause then he'll come and jump up on me and say hi to you. But he totally came out here while you were talking. So like mm-hmm. definitely loving on the animal vibes. Um, so much similarities in the path. I, I, you know, for a while I was like reading the Bible and, you know, I was working at a diner in New Jersey. And I remember this experience. I was reading the Bible and highlighting it. And a girl that I worked with was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm studying all the ways that people find God. And so this has always been within me, you know, for forever. 
Um, so studying the different theologies, like I love that quote that you said, like many rivers, one ocean, like I started reading about like the Tao and I started reading the Bible and started just all the different paths to God. And I was like, all of it is one, it's all oneness and the same. And so I think that's really beautiful. And I, I, you know, I really resonated with that. And then also resonated with dabbling in the darkness, you know, you and I have gotten into my galactic lineage, which I feel like we could have a podcast on like everything that you do, Sarah, because you are a teacher and I learned so much from you. Like, yes. So I definitely had my time in the darkness and where people ask me what I do. I'm like, ah, you're like, um, I know I feel the same. I'm like, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. Um, But yeah, I definitely had my time dabbling in the darkness where I had to make a choice. And like, you know, I even had a vision um, one time, you know, where Jesus came to me in a meditation and was like, you, you can make a choice and I'll love you either way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yes. Oh, I just got chills. Weird. Also, you know, multiple dark nights of the soul. And I feel like the healer's path, the spiritual path is struggle and suffering and you know dealing with darker entities you know and people and learning your boundaries it's just all all of those things but um it's amazing right yeah and it's benefited me so much in the work that I do because I'm able to provide what I call a judgment-free zone yes same where if you come to me with anything like even though I know that I look young you know I'm about to be 35 I know I look younger than that but so a lot of people will look at someone who is a little bit younger and be almost dismissive of you know what kind of life experiences could you have built up but due to everything I've experienced it's like you can come to me with any issue right. you're dealing with, with any clarity you need in a tarot reading, whatever, I'm not going to judge you because I have done it and probably worse. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to judge you because you keep going back to that toxic guy. I've been there. I am yeah. not going to, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like judgment free zone is what I'm able to offer because of all the struggles, because of all the darkness. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. I feel you on that. You know, I've definitely made some mistakes in my past and given people, you know, multiple opportunities when I should have slammed the door in their face. Um, My blessing and a curse, as I call it, is being able to see everyone's higher self. So, you know, last year and moving into this year, you know, you've also helped me to see this through my birth chart as well as like, you know, having those boundaries and (laughs) trusting your intuition and trusting your gut. Um, I also liked how you mentioned that God is going to present itself in a way that you can understand. So for example, the cards, it's like a beautiful tool, a tangible thing you can look at pictures you can look at that will help you to understand the messages coming through spirit. I also, you know, the multiple numbers or hearing God through music or through other people, you know, and I love this quote. I mentioned it on the podcast with Lauren last week that God is everything or God is nothing. And so seeing God in, in everything, um, you mentioned you were a life path number five. And that is so, that is so you, I think I'm a life path eight, right? We figured that out. I don't know if we did figure yourself. I don't know. How, how, how do you figure that out? 
Um, you actually do it by your name. So oh. there are some calculators online you can use, or, you know, there's so many books on numerology as well, but there's actually a format where each letter of your name is, um, is given a numer a numerical value, oh, like wow. A would be one, B would be two, and then it goes to nine and then repeats. Okay. <laughs> And then you take your birth name, the name that you were given at birth, your full name on Is your birth middle name too. Mm -hmm. And okay. you assign each letter a number and then you add it all up and then you simplify it down to one number, right? Yeah. And so that's how you do that. And I also think it's really beautiful because something I've done with uh the vibration like everything is energy and everything yeah. is vibration and there's reasons if your mother you know ha had a specific name for you and then last minute they decided to change it like that was that me. for a reason that is because the universe knew you needed a different energetic signature in your name to support your life purpose i was yeah, gonna be a lauren I was supposed to be Madison. I was going to be Lauren. And I was like, I'm such a Lindsay. Like I'm such oh. a Lindsay. You know what I mean? But after this, I'm totally going to calculate my life path number. Um, I just wanted to say, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I have calculated someone's um, number from their birth and then their number when they got married. So their Ooh, yeah. and got to see that flip in energy and got to see like when they were married they their life path number changed to a much more nurturing motherly energy and I was like Love were that. you pregnant when you got married and that she said yeah and it's Aww. like her name changed to support the new chapter in her life so yeah everything is energy your name holds an energy it's just so magical I'm totally going to calculate that. And you know, I'm going to message you like, Sarah, I'm a life path, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to tell me which card I am in the tarot. So I always yeah. learn so much from you. Uh, it's 222 right now. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much for being my first guest. Um, I hope that the listeners, the viewers enjoyed the conversation. Please tell them how they can connect with you or follow you all the things and um, what you offer. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on all the things, <laughs> right? Everything. <laughs> yes. So I am a Gemini Midhaven in astrology. Most of you are familiar with Gemini being the twin sign, right? Being that very, I'm like Gemini, but I do adore you. Being that indecisive and the midhaven represents your career, your calling, your purpose. So with that Gemini midhaven, I was never meant to pick one career path. I was never meant to put myself in a box in that way. It was always going to be, ooh, let's do some of this. Let's do some of that. Let's do. So you can find me at Twisted Goddess Tarot on both Facebook and Instagram for any of the services I provide. I am a clairaudient tarot reader offering tarot readings for clarity and alignment. 
I am a Reiki master and a certified crystal healer. So I also offer, offer distance and in-person crystal Reiki sessions. Um, and then I am also an astrologist. So I do offer birth chart readings as well, with the focus being on um, your highest purpose and, and following, following into greater alignment with how each of the planet affects you. And then knowing, just knowing yourself, know thyself. And when you know thyself, you also know spirituality and God and your higher power a little bit more. Uh, and then you can also find me on Twisted Goddess Crystals on Facebook yes. and Instagram for all things uh, macrame, crystal jewelry. And I also make um, little polymer clay crystal goddesses as well. So cute. That I are... Can you just channel one and make me one? Like, <gasps> I would love one. Just, I don't know what crystal or any, or color. I would just have you kind of just trust you to channel it, create it, love it. One day, I really want to open up customs on them. Right now, those little goddesses are like an extra creative expression for me. I love it. Because the jewelry, I do custom. And so the goddesses are really a way for me to just be able to free create. And so that's been really beautiful. You can also find me on TikTok, Twisted Goddess. It's just, I just have one TikTok account and that's really fun. And it's, it's just a little bit lighter and a little bit more fun on there. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Um, you can connect with me. I'm Lindsay Warwick, uh, Lindsay Warwick, yoga and healing, yoga teacher, Reiki master. I do card readings as well. Um, you can connect with me on the YouTube channel, on Spotify, also on Instagram, Linzala Yoga. Um, yeah, please comment, like, subscribe, all the things, open to feedback. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tatva Tuesday. Thank you so much, Sarah Nicole, for being here and check back with me next week. Have a great Thank day. You.